You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. You're listening to the Acme Packing Company Podcast Network. I'm Justin Mosqueda. To talk about the big game, uh, we have a very special guest, Marshall Newhouse. Say what's up to the people, Marshall. Hey, how's it going, everybody? Super Bowl champion. What 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 is what is that week like? You were on injured reserve that year, right? Yes, I got put on like week sixteen, just a, a free back a back spasm, and they kind of had to make a quick move to fill a roster spot before playoffs started. And of course, they filled it. I got healthy, and I was like, "Well, I'm just a healthy guy on IR." watching the playoffs but I was around the facility you know attending meetings and stuff like that at practice but just a little bit different role you know just just from a preparation standpoint how different is it to have an extra week to prepare for some of these games like you see some of the stats of like Andy Reid is like 17 and 4 coming off of a bye and all sorts of stuff he seems to be really good about it but is, is it just is it the actual time, the actual preparation time that you have to like be able to scheme against, you know, what an opposing team has, or is it just the rest coming off of, you know, Hey, we haven't played a football game in 14 days or whatever, by the time we hit the field. Yeah. I mean, that two weeks, it could be long and it could be positive for some, some teams and it could be negative. So yeah, you're definitely using that first week, getting people healthy, trying to think, keep things as normal as possible. Just keep practicing in your own facility, sleeping in your own beds, um, you know, I remember when we were uh, prepping, we hit a little bit just to kind of keep the sense of normalcy. So guys kind of felt, hey, my pads are set. Uh, I'm still playing football. You know, it's not all, you know, uh, walkthroughs and stuff quite yet. But some teams, they, they might go overboard. So, you, you know, that two weeks is very uh, – there's a thin line there between underdoing it and getting guys ready and overdoing it and maybe pushing a little too far. I mean, the Patriots were known for going hard. That obviously worked in their favor, but there's teams I imagine who were trying to duplicate that, who maybe they took a little bit too much out of their guys. Because you want this is the last last game of the season, the biggest game of the season. You want guys firing, peaking on all cylinders. And so there's a fine line. There's a little bit of an art to that. And uh, for some teams, it's more rest. For some teams, it's a little bit more prep. And so um, for us, we definitely hit. We hit when we got to Dallas too, um, and it seemed to work out pretty well. As far as this game goes, what what are you thinking is going to happen? I, I'm I've seen all the things where it's like you look at the spread and it's like all the money is on on the Eagles. I just can't find myself not picking Mahomes. I'm sorry. I, I feel the same way, man. It's kind of fool's gold. I mean, to me, it's it's basically a toss up, and, I, and in that toss up, I'm taking Pat Mahomes. Um, all the all the talk this week that I've been talking to people about is you know. You know, battles in the trenches. Of course, these are two good offensive line units, two good defensive line units. But, you know, ultimately, as long as there's not the calamity of pass protection that Pat had a couple of Super, Super Bowls ago, it seems to me like he has the edge. Him, his relationship uh, with, with Kelsey, and the way he's spreading the ball out now as an adjustment, you know, to losing Tyreek Hill, 
it seems like he's just ascending and playing on another another plane of existence. And I'm excited to watch that. I want him to thrive. Obviously, Jalen Hurts had an incredible season. They've surrounded him with a ton of talent. That team is stacked. They've done a great job in free agency, uh, all all levels of, of the defense and offense. But to me, you know, when things – this is good on good. These are both number one seeds. When things kind of start canceling and zeroing out, what factors remain? To me, the factors – the main factors are Pat Mahomes. Um, also, you know, you talk about Andy Reid prepping and having a good record with buys and whatnot. Steve Spagnuolo, I was talking to, you know, a guy we both know, Nate Tice. He mentioned Steve Spagnuolo having so much success uh, with extra time to prep because he scouts better than anyone else. And I, I have to agree. I played with and against Steve Spags. And uh, the kind of things he can do, even from, you know, a very aggressive defense, but with time to kind of see Jalen Hurts, who we know is a dual threat, is very dynamic, but you wouldn't say a drop-back passer is his best strength. He's, he can do both things, but if they get one-dimensional, uh, Spags is going to have some stuff dialed up for him, and we're going to see how he reacts. Can he put can he put passes on the money, both inside that inside the hashes with, with end cutters and seam balls and outside the hashes? So he's got two dynamic weapons, but we're going to find out really quickly, you know, what level he's on compared to Pat Mahomes, because we know what Mahomes can do. We're all just waiting, you know, so eventually it's going to happen. He's going to make some magic. Uh, his relationship, like I said, with Kelsey, Juju, um, they're missing Miko Hardman, but, you know, MBS, Packers fans are very familiar with. Yeah. They've got enough guys to make some plays, and we know Pat can make them. On the other side, we're going to see, uh, you know, this is going to be the biggest test, obviously, for the Super Bowl, but for the Eagles. They kind of cruised this season. They And maybe they're just that much better than everyone else. That, that could be the, the case. Howard Roseman and simple, incredible team. Maybe they're just deeper and better than everyone else, but they haven't played a level of QB and a team of the caliber of the Kansas City Chiefs. So, I, again, I think when things kind of even out, I'm taking Mahomes with his experience and his magic. Um, he's building he's building and cementing a legacy as one of the all-time greats. He's still 27, but I still want to bet on him. So that Eagles offensive line is really, really good, right? Like mm. probably – probably the best in the league. There's maybe a conversation with like two other teams and that's about it. Right. Yeah. That thing that you mentioned about Spagnolo and how hard it is to kind of deal with everything that he throws at you. Right. Because he's, he's going to throw a ton at you. How can you, do you, do you think you can adequately prepare for that in practice? Cause obviously that's something that you've had to go through playing against him in the league. Like what are those practices like leading up to it? Because I mean, full phys- physicality usually isn't on the plate, right? In, the, in a lot of these practices, you can't hit the quarterback, right? So, like, yeah. how, how how can you feel confident going into it with Jalen Hurts that you're, like, fully prepared for what Spags is going to throw out there when he's sending safeties or nickels or, or whatever yeah. it is that he's going to throw at you? For sure. I mean, they're, you know, it's, it's definitely mental reps. And, you know, I remember when you were playing, especially with Green Bay against Spags, we had just the deepest blitz tape. And we had cards that we'd have for the scout team. And it was the deepest of any coordinator we faced because he could bring so much in so many different places. Uh, but so much of that is also situational. So you're, yeah. you're, you're trying to tell yourself as an offense, hey, we just got to stay ahead of the chains, stay on, on schedule. Uh, Jalen Hurts can do that um, with his feet, keep you in, in second and manageable, third and manageable. And that takes a lot out of Spags' arsenal. But when you're, you're missing throws on first down or you're, you're running for a one-yard gain or a, a zero-yard gain, that's when you start dialing stuff up. It gets you uncomfortable. And then you start making mistakes because you're 
you're seeing things that might not be there because he does bring safeties from deep. He brings them from off the edge. He's, he disguises really well uh, slot pressures, and he, he can do a lot of things when you give him, uh, you know, those third and third and longs to kind of game plan. We call it getting cute. Uh, if you give him a chance to get cute, he will get cute, and he can make some impact. And I think, you know, in this era, he's actually becoming a more and more vital defensive coordinator because of the way that statistics and analytics are being used to pinpoint, hey, you know, when an offense is in this on this hash with this down distance, this is what their tendency is. The more information he has, the more uh, dynamic his defense can be. So with the Eagles, you're just like, let's stay ahead of the schedule. Uh, don't don't force anything. We'll take our spots. We can run the ball, um, make them stop the run, and then we'll take our take our chances with AJ Brown and Devontae Smith. That makes sense to me. I want to get into some fun here. I, I saw on your Wikipedia page, which by the way, do you like having a Wikipedia page? How weird is having a Wikipedia page? You know, it was that it's always been weird, and it's funny when it first appeared. Um, I had no input in, in getting it uh, edited or whatever. So right. out of the blue, some stuff from my high school appeared. I'm like, I don't even remember doing that in high school. And every time I'd have an interview, people would, you know, they'd scan the Wikipedia and they'd bring it up because I know exactly what you're about to say. I'm like, I don't even remember doing that, but apparently someone knew about it and put it on. And so it's there for history. I guess it could be edited still, but it's there for prosperity. So yeah, um, yeah I was it's definitely say, a weird thing. Horticulture society. And yeah. So literally the story behind that is, you know, I'm a junior becoming a senior and all they tell you is, you know, be a part of clubs, add stuff to your, you know, your resume. When right. you're a kid, you don't have a, a real job, so you know what a resume means. But we have a, we called it a club day at our high school where after school there's a bunch of tables set up where you can apply to join these clubs where you do try to participate, stuff you might be interested in. And for me, I, I had football. I was enough of a job. But I was like, let me join some stuff that sounds eclectic. And, you know, I, I haven't planted a plant in my entire life before a culture society sounded funny. Um, and so I went to one meeting and I got to put it on my, my application for college. I was also in Japanese society, which I, I think I have more of an affinity to Japanese culture, but they're still just so random. And the fact that they've, they stayed, they stayed on my Wikipedia this long and I'm getting referenced for it, you know, almost 15, 16 years later, it's just funny to me. I was going to ask if, if, you know, plants ever came up between you and Aaron Rodgers. He seems to like <laughs> to talk about plants recently. Yeah, you know, uh, back then in that phase of his life, I don't know if he was as, as quite adept in the in the plant category, uh, but maybe maybe now, maybe we can talk about some of our mushroom brethren and our our herbal brethren and and see what see what kind of clicks. But yeah, not not back then. I didn't have any any wherewithal back then. So what what were your what was your impression of Aaron? Because we hear you know some of the things like. Obviously, he's super tight with like guys like Randall Cobb and David Bakhtiari and stuff. And then you hear from some of the younger guys, which, you know, you guys were at least closer in age at the time, right? You came right. into the league in, in 2010. So you guys probably had more in common than what he has with Dobbs, where, you know, he was Dobbs basically said, like, it's, it's just football with him. Like, I'm 22, yeah. he's 38. Like, we don't have that much in common outside of yeah. ball right now. So what was your impression of Aaron in your time? In Green Bay, it was all. I mean, it was always great. You know, back then they had a, a kind of a tight knit group before I got there of the you know the Mark Tauschers and the Chad Cliftons and uh, that the line group and then you know Jordy Nelson and those guys and um, John Poon who was just an all time you know shit talker. But I love those guys. I mean, we had a good time and we spent time together off the off the field. We had O line dinners. Aaron would come to. But yeah, I mean, I I knew that before going in 
uh, that you can't be best friends with everybody. That's just, this is a business. Now you hope that there are guys who you bond with both as on a business level. So you could be good teammates to each other. And then hopefully that bleeds over into real life. You're like, man, this is a good dude. I have a beer with him. I spend time with him. And I say that about Aaron. We just didn't have a lot of time to do it. And you know, there are guys that I still talk to and he, he's one of those guys sparingly that I still check in with and talk to, but I don't take offense to, you know, him, me and him not being best friends. It's just like, that's just not realistic. And like, again, I went on to play for the Giants. I played with Eli Manning. Eli Manning was 36 with three kids and a wife. I, we're just different <laughs> phases of life. Like we can't, we're not going to be best friends with everybody. And so I understood that. And I think most players understand that, but I think the fans kind of hear that clip from Romeo and they're like, they take it out of context. And I think it's, they make it more about, um, more than it really needs to be about. And so, you know, Aaron was always really kind to me and, and nice to the guys and sometimes maybe closed off, but that's his prerogative. I didn't take it personally, but mm-hmm. we definitely hung out sometimes. And he's a guy that, you know, uh, you know, around Christmas always loved to celebrate the holidays. We had, we had a good working relationship. And so to me, outside of that, everything else is icing um, for, for other people, maybe not so much, but for me, it was great. Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, how do you see all this stuff playing out? Obviously, you know, there's big decisions this offseason, not only like on Aaron's side, like, are you going to retire? Are you not going to retire? If you do come back, do you want to come back to Green Bay? Do you want to go somewhere else? And then the Packers right. they just came out the fifth year option number, you know, Jordan Love, they, they basically have to decide until uh, the week of the draft or the week after the draft. It's a like 20, 20 million or something, right? Yeah, it's, it's a $20 million yeah. Fifth year option Ooh. for a guy who's made one start before, and that's you're something that paying, they're either going to have to pick up or turn down. So, and you'd be paying your QB room seventy million dollars. That's that's a tough number. I don't um, know. Yeah. I don't think so. One's got to go at well, that point. Yeah, and so listen, I think he's still going to play. Um, he's doing his his darkest retreat, um, and I, I hope he finds what he's looking for there. I, I support it fully, and you know, hopefully he comes back healthier and, and better, better emotionally and spiritually. Uh, I still think he's going to play, you know, on a, on multiple fronts. I don't think we'll, – we'll take, talk about it from this angle. Who's, who just retired who he'd rather not be accepting his gold jacket with? 
Put it that way. Uh, yeah, Tom Brady. He he mentioned exactly. that, and he was like, I don't, I don't think about that at all. And I'm like, you got to think that, about it I don't a little bit, that. right? I don't believe it. I don't believe it. So, maybe that's a small factor. Uh, maybe it's a bigger one for us than it is for him, but it's a factor. And then I think he's still got stuff to prove. We, we see glimpses uh, when he's on, when he's dialed in, and you know, it's working with new receivers, young receivers, and so much of the offense is very coordinated and very specific. And if they don't have specifics down, it's hard to have the offense turn to get full speed, especially when guys are healthy and they're in and out. I still think he has a lot to prove. Um, you know, Tom kind of has changed the paradigm for, you know, what Brooks were expecting out of older quarterbacks. And so I think Aaron has definitely – I think that gave him a shot of life a little bit to be like, if I still enjoy this, why would I not complain? Um, I, it just does feel like the, uh, the the relationship was a little fractured with the Packers. Um, mm-hmm. We've kind of – you know, Packers fans already went through this with, with Brett on his way out. And I think we're entering, you know, year three, year four of kind of some of the back and forth. And he said, she said, passive aggression, like weird signaling, holding out, stuff like that. I, it feels like that relationship is fractured to the point of it's not going to be a good working relationship anymore on top of the money and then the Jordan Love stuff. So it feels like I think he's going to play. It's hard to imagine because that's all he's ever been. He's got the Super Bowl and he's played so many incredible years with the Packers and Emery's, but it feels like it's just the time in Drew Bay is done. We can all be wrong. We want to come go out on a high note with the Packers and, and we'll see, but it feels like he still wants to play. Uh, Tom has already, you know, taking the hit in the bat for a veteran QB who played all his career for one team and finished with another. And we don't have to worry about that. So, you know, I think it comes down to the best situation for him where his heart's at, but it does feel like that's a strained relationship. With, because obviously a lot does end up going back to the love selection and stuff. Right. And, and the decision of the team from their perspective, right. The team, protecting themselves of a potential decline from Rodgers. And then right. Rodgers seeing that as you're, you have started to plan for life without me and are no longer giving me all the, I'm, you're not giving me the full, you know, taste of that assets. was a, that was a, that was a turning point. That was a move that you just couldn't take back with any words, with any emotions. Yeah. Right. With that in mind, and again, we, we already mentioned, you know, the Rogers stuff, the Jordan Love, the, the number that's going to have to be decided soon. Is there any way you think you, that you can make, because you've been in practices before, um, you know, post-2011 CBA, right, and, and all the restrictions that co- came with that. Do you think yeah. that there's any way to make a decision on a quarterback at that level just through practice film? Because he only had – he had something like 20 passes – this 26 passes, something like that this past year. Yeah. And last year he had the one start against Kansas city, but how, how much are you actually getting out of these practices when Rogers is missing a Wednesday because of the thumb and stuff like that? Yeah. You know, I think on the negative front, it's hard to find, you know, too many, you know, chinks in someone's armor, their flaws, real flaws in practice. Um, but you can definitely see the wow stuff. And mm-hmm. if you haven't seen enough wow stuff in four years to me, that means that there are, seriously contemplating, you know, what Jordan Love's ceiling is. And that's kind of the discussion they're having is, you know, where can we take this? Where is this going to go? Um, but practice, you know, there are situations you can kind of um, artificially produce to try to get desired outcome. How is he going to work under pressure? And um, – but it'll never be the game. But you can definitely see, like, from an arm talent and, you know, how does he, how does he work within the system – 
Um, is he doing the right things? So there's stuff you can find out, but as far as that's a hard decision to make without green film. And traditionally, you want a guy to, to take some lumps. You want to see how he bounces right. back because there has not been a rookie QB who's gone without struggle. And so that's been the tough part is he's hadn't seen the field a lot. And that's a hard decision. That's a, a tough place to be. You're just lacking information. And so I don't envy them. I don't envy them having <laughs> to do all this. This is a, a, a freaking tightrope that, you know, not many, you know, organizations are, are, are prepared to make. They're probably prepared, more prepared than most. But, you know, it's such a hard decision knowing that, you know, that that decision is going to decide the next five years of your franchise. And a franchise that is publicly owned, we all know that. They operate a little bit differently than everyone else. Um, so I don't know if I answered the question, but it's just like that. That's a tough, that's a tough place to be. I, I don't envy it. Let's get you out on, on this one. You know, everyone says like every NFL, cause you're, you just mentioned, you know, family owned and how they're a little different. Everyone says like the NFL is 32, <laughs> you know, family owned businesses basically. And they're operating, you know, on the own, their own beat of the drum. What, what was like, give me something tangible because you played in the league for a long time with yeah. a couple different teams. What What is something that's like you, you point to green Bay and you're like, they do this, which like didn't happen elsewhere. Um, it's hard to point to one thing, but just like the overall, you know, there was a feeling of, of, of some familiar familiarity, but more with the staff and stuff like that. I have, I still have the numbers of, of Flea, the head trainer. And, um, you know, I, if I, I say hi to, to Matt, I'll, whenever, if I came as a, on another team, I'd say hi to Matt. I'd say hi to every, I mean, it's just like, maybe it was just because I was a rookie and I got drafted there. So there was just like, that's kind of the imprinting of being a young player and getting to know those guys for four years. But there was a sense of, you know, of, of, of a, a familial nature there, um, even with the business part of it lurking and always being there. And so, there are other places that had similar feels, but overall the Green Bay, because you're in a small town, there's just so much there that's that's unique that it kind of also plays into um, your experience as a player from the day to day side. And so um, I don't know if there's anything else that stuck out. Obviously, the you know you're playing, but the fan atmosphere, the game day stuff, that's you know wholly unique, and I couldn't have asked for a better place to start my career. Um, but yeah, like just the people, the people in organization are top notch, incredible people. Um, do anything for you. And uh, when I was struggling, my, you know, at the end of my Green Bay tenure, having a lot of emotional stuff that I kept to myself and just struggling with my own performance and my own just like life, personal stuff, there are people there that I could that I leaned on. And, you know, I'm, you know, there's other places that it might, there might not have been the resources there or the, the accessibility for a, a young player to do some, some of that stuff. So I'm eternally grateful to them. Um, and to me, that's kind of the more unique thing about them. But it's just other places, but Green Bay is a very special place. Awesome. Uh, let the people know where they can find you. Follow yourself. Uh, yeah, I'm at Twitter and Instagram at mnewhouse73. I'm slowly getting into sports media. I've gone over the dark side, so be you know expecting me around. Hopefully, talking NFL stuff on on some of the major networks and any podcast casters out there. Uh, I've been doing some stuff with Gold Junior and and people of that nature. So I'll be around a little bit more, but I'm around uh, just enjoying retirement. Awesome, man. Take care. Appreciate it.